Blog Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and never had it so good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. I thank God the Bible is right. Amen. Glory to God. Saints of God, you remember from last week we were we were in Proverbs, the 22nd chapter, the 7th verse, and we were talking about the fact that, well, well, I was mentioning that uh, America has developed a system, of, uh, a whole system of debt borrowing system of debt and and uh it's it's so invasive and and thorough that people don't even remember that in the old days folks used to save and christians specifically uh we thought it was a sin to borrow and have any kind of debt and of course that's from romans 13 8 that says, oh, no man, anything but to love. And then in the 13 chapters of Deuteronomy and different other books, the God, when he would talk about blessing his people, he would say, and you'll lend and not borrow. You won't have to borrow. You, you, I'll make you a blessing. You won't have to uh, uh, borrow from anybody. And so uh, Christians in, 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 in the day, we just didn't borrow money. Now, the art of saving money is completely lost. People don't even, um, they don't know how to save. They don't know why you should save. I mean, why should you save, card? Anything you want, you just slap the credit card down and you get it. I mean, how convenient is that? What do you, what do you want to save for? That's, that's passe. That's nothing. But, beloved, but, beloved, when you, when you understand the power the power. In fact, I I uh, I really need to write a book just on saving uh, because people think they know when you say save money, they think they know what you're talking about because they've heard the word save all their life, and an image comes up in their mind what savings is, and they already know what savings is. So to listen to you would be boring, but that's the way I thought it was until I really got into. Uh, savings and the power of savings, just the raw power of savings. You can turn your whole financial life around just by learning to save. And and it's so powerful. You know, they have a group in America. It's called Extreme Savers. And you can go on the Internet 
and pull up extreme savers. And these people are such extreme savers that they do stuff like this. Let's say they make 75000 a year. Well, they live on 25000 and save 50000 every year. They just save 50000 They live on the, the 20 or 25 and they save the other 50000 Or there's minimalists, of course. They make seventy five. They live on ten and save the other sixty five thousand. Now I don't. I wouldn't recommend people go be that extreme. But um, there's a great power. And 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 just two quick things to tell you what savings will do for you. Like I say, this this is the kind of thing that has to be explained. To just say save. People, it comes up in their mind what they think savings is. And so they say, well, I, that, ain't, that ain't nothing. But, but like I say, if it, is, if it would be explained to you in utter detail, you would, you would find out that it's such a power that you can understand why the enemy wanted to get people away from saving and into debt because debt brings a person into bondage where savings – brings a person into liberty. Just two quick things that savings do for you. And I hate to do this because it, 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 it it's quick and fast. So people say, oh, but um, it's very powerful if you think on it. Savings will keep you out of debt and savings will help you when it rains. Jesus said that things are in cycle and the sun shines, but then the rains come and the rains beat upon the house and great is the fall of that house when it starts raining. Well, savings helps you when it's raining. And um, I'm doing a quick thing that I take hours to do, and I'm doing it in, what, a few seconds. So you don't get the full import of how profound that is, that savings were out of debt. Do you realize that if you save six uh, six months of of, of your salary, save up six months worth. Let's say you got thirty, forty thousand dollars. Do you know you don't have to go out and buy a car at eight percent and pay eight eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, like like it costs now. Average car note five hundred and fifty thousand, uh, five hundred and fifty dollars a month, six fifty a month. Six fifty a month because you're paying six, seven, eight percent for on some car. Okay, you wouldn't have to do that. You could you could take it right out of savings. You you might want to combine it with a few other things that you have, and buy your car cash and save four or five thousand dollars just on that one purchase, huh? And 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 during a person's lifetime. They buy four, five, six cars, so you're saving, let's say, five thousand, five thousand or six thousand a car, and let's say you buy six cars, that's thirty-six thousand dollars in interest just over a lifetime. The average mutual fund, good growth mutual fund, is producing eleven percent a year. That's almost four thousand dollars a year. From the thirty-six thousand that you save just in interest, just in interest, and that's just one purchase. Cars, cars. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And then if anything comes in 
uh, uh, like a medical bill or or flat tires or whatever, if you got thirty thousand in the bank, you can handle all of that. You don't have to put it on your credit card at twenty at twenty percent. Because when I was looking up these figures, the the I did I knew that the average uh, balance on the credit card was six thousand dollars, but I didn't know the average uh, interest. Average interest. That means that fifty percent of people will pay more than 20 percent and 50 percent of people will pay less than 20 percent but they say the average interest rate on credit cards is 20 percent i just i just can't imagine one time i took out a loan before i got serious about savings i took out a loan and it was for eight percent and i almost withered under that i thought that was just usurious I had to get out from underneath that loan. I did. I paid that loan off super fast because I couldn't stand 8%. But at 20%, I would faint. I just couldn't do it. I don't know how folks pay 21% interest, 35% interest. That who? I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. But um, I'm not doing it. But 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 the point is, the point is, my point is that the scripture here, Matthew twenty two seven, but in the in the see in the King James Bible it talks about when you borrow money you're a servant and servant that doesn't sound too bad, but when you look in the Positive Thinking Bible or in the Tanakh, listen to that the rich rule over the poor and the borrow is a slave, a slave to the lender. So savings, savings keeps you from being a slave, a financial slave now, a financial. We're talking about finances, okay? We're talking about finances, okay? And then the positive thinking Bible makes it sound even worse. It says those who borrow are, are slaves of money lenders. Sla- See, when you hear slave and money lender, the red lights go off and you say, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that. But when you tell people, look, you can have it now. Just just slap your credit card down and you got you got what you want. It's that simple. You don't hear the word slave and you don't hear the word money lender and you don't hear uh, 20%, 30%. Those, I think, woo, I think I'd faint if, if I got a bill and it said interest rate is thirty five percent, I think I'd faint. I really would. I, I can't I can't take that kind of interest. I don't I don't know how other people do it. But anyway, okay, so knowing that the scriptures say that we shouldn't borrow and saying to God, you have to think deep about these things because in in any kind of freedom, spiritual freedom, look, look. For us to have spiritual freedom, look at the gigantic cost. It was the blood of Jesus so that we could be spiritually free. Amen? Glory to God. If you want to be physically free, you have to break handcuffs. you got to break ropes. Whatever they got you tied up with, it's extremely hard. And the same thing financially. That's why a lot of people don't. Don't come out of debt because it's so hard. It's so hard. 
every time they save up a little money, something comes, the enemy of your soul brings something, something breaks down. You got to, you got to spend your little savings that you have. Now you ain't got no more. So what do you do? You give up. But don't you see what I'm saying? To be free, it's a fight in any area, in any arena of freedom to, to achieve freedom in that thing. You have to fight. You have to fight to get freedom in that thing. But once you get it, it is wonderful to be free. Amen? Amen? So spiritually free, financially free, uh, 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 psychologically free. You know, the Bible tells us when we get saved to be psychologically free, we have to transform our mind to the Word of God. Now, if we don't do that, we're not free uh, 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 in our in our soulish realm, in our thoughts, all kinds of wicked things come to our mind. But when we transform our mind to the Word of God, and we start to achieve that freedom, the enemy comes in. He wants to divert us. Why? Because he doesn't want us free. And it's the same way in finances. He does not want you free. And see, wrestling with trying to get free financially. That should tell you right there, this must be worth it. Because if it wasn't worth it, why am I having such a fight? Why does the enemy put up such a fight to, to ensure that I stay in debt? It must, why does he want me not to be free financially? It must be worthwhile being free financially. And I'll tell you, there's many keys to it. The greatest, the greatest key to financial freedom is you got to have a plan. I thought the greatest key to financial uh, freedom was you needed to get in the books and find out how to invest and uh, find out how to, how to trade options and futures and stocks and all this other stuff, bonds and commodities, I thought. And, but I found out after about 40 years that that wasn't the key. The key was a plan because without a plan, you drift. And so 10 years goes by, 20 years goes by, and you mean to get free and to, and to do something, but without a plan, you just drift. You just drift, beloved. And so glory to God. And so when you have a plan, but then the second thing that convinced me to fight for my financial freedom and to achieve it, is I saw it in the Word of God. I saw it in the Word of God that God wanted us free. Because, see, Hebrews 13, 8, where it says, Oh, no man, don't owe no man anything. Now, I read that, and I understood what it was saying, but it didn't have gigantic impact. It, it had impact because it was the Word of God, but it wasn't pressing. But when I started getting into the Scriptures, and, and find out that God wants us prosperous, I begin to understand some things. I'm up against a break. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go nowhere. Well, I guess we're going to talk until the break. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. 
Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Beloved, uh, we were talking about um, we were talking about Proverbs twenty two seven, borrowing and lending, and um, we were talking about the fact that your financial freedom is something to fight for. It's valuable. Now, when I was a young Christian and I started reading these verses, I, and I started getting into God's word. I would hear prosperity preachers and people, that's what people call them. They call them, well, I would hear somebody preaching about finances in the Bible, and I would be interested in it, but then I'd hear someone else say, oh, those prosperity preachers, they're just after money, so-and-so and so, and I said, yeah, they're just after money and so-and-so and so. So it kind of cooled me to it. Because I said, yeah, they just they just preach money, money, money. But then I started getting into the words for myself. Because I have every day, I have my own devotions. I have my own time in the word. And I started seeing scripture after scripture where God was saying, to me, he was saying, I want you to have your own uh, business. I want you to have your own. I want you to own your own land. And when I began to see it for myself, that God wanted me to prosper, because I had memorized 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, uh, uh, even as thy soul prospers. And I heard preachers laugh about that scripture. Ha, ha, ha. These, these people think that they can just have anything because that says, God that God says they should prosper. They think they could have people laughed at it. So once again, I kind of cooled off to it. But then I started running in the scriptures on my own. That as far as I could see, God wanted us to prosper, and I had to change my mind. Plus, at that time, I was in debt, and I said, "Yeah, but I can't get out of debt. I can't, and I don't want to cut up my credit cards." I I told you about the credit card thing last week, how I struggled with the credit card, but I finally cut it up. That was a battle, but that was the major breakthrough. That was the breakthrough that did it. When I cut that credit card up, because I just couldn't do that, not my credit card. But anyway, when I started reading, let's get into the word and see. Uh, I'll I'll just read a few and, and show you what I mean. Proverbs twelve eleven. Now we're gonna move because I've only got about ten minutes here. Proverbs ten this is this is one of the scriptures that really changed my mind. And and I got determined that I, I, I saw that I was doing it wrong. I wasn't living my wife my life. Now we're talking about finances now, okay? We're not talking about uh 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 the spiritual 
because Jesus is the all in all with the spiritual. But we're talking about the finances now, okay? When I was in bed and I read Proverbs twelve eleven, that's where we're starting. And it said, and I started meditating. I'm, I've read this verse many times, but I started meditating it. And it said, he that killeth his land. And I said, he that killeth his land shall be satisfied. Well, what is the main complaint of people? I don't make enough money on my job. I'm not satisfied with my salary. I don't make enough money. And I thought, well, this says you can be satisfied. I said, but how? So I reread it again. He that tilleth his land. And I said, is God is God trying to tell me that I should have my, my own land, his land? Should, should I have my own, my own ministry, my own uh, business, my own field, my own whatever? And then and then I and then I read it again. He that tilleth his land, and I said, "Oh, it's not enough to have your land. You got to work it. You got to actually till it or plow it. So you could you could you you could have something, but if you're not working it, it it's not producing for you. But from this scripture, now I'm doing a surface uh, thing tonight, okay? But when I meditated this. Whoa, it took days. I I meditated it deeply for days. Amen. Sucking out every bit of wisdom from it I can get. But I don't have days on the radio, so I can only mention these things in passing. But if you if you think on this, this is God telling this is this to me, it was God telling me, look, a job is okay. There's nothing wrong with a job, okay? There's nothing wrong with a job. Nothing wrong with a job. But what you need to do is get your land, whatever that might be, your vending machine, your your washateria, your business, your media company, your ministry, your whatever it is, and then you got to work it. And if you get your own, you'll be satisfied. And when I started meditating this really deep, I saw, I get it. If you work hard for somebody else, what, the, who gets who gets the profit from the harvest? The owner gets the profit. The 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 the, the consumer gets the produce from the harvest, and the workers get the wages. So you get wages, but the owner gets the profit because it's his land and he tills it. He gets the profit. So the hundred thousand or two hundred thousand profit he gets, he's satisfied. You get wages seven twenty five an hour. You're not satisfied, but you say, well, but but uh, I work hard. I work hard. God said to work hard. Yes, but He doesn't say work hard at someone else do, doing it for someone else. Now don't misunderstand because there's other verses that tell you to be diligent. And to work as unto the Lord I'm not telling you to be sloppy When you're working for someone else I'm trying to make another point here I'm trying to make another point The point is If you've got your uh, 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 Car lot that you own Your business 
your bakery, your whatever it is, your whatever it is, and you actually till it or work it, Bible says that you will be satisfied. And that's what I heard because I'd be on, I'd listen to people on TV and people in business would say, but it didn't dawn on me until I meditated the scripture. They would say, oh, yeah, we came here from a foreign country and we bought a little bakery and we worked hard and now we're, we're, we've got big house satisfied. I went over to Polo Road and I looked at those great big brick houses, 5,000 square feet, gorgeous houses. And, and I noticed there were some uh, Asian folks that come out of it. You follow them, they got a, they got a, uh, they got a Chinese restaurant. What are they doing? That's their land. It's their business, their ministry, their, and they work it. They work hard. They get there at 5 in the morning. They cook that food. They're diligent. They're sweating. It's hot. But where they live, out on Polo Road, they're, they're satisfied. And that's it. When I meditated this verse, like I say, I'm only mentioning it to you in passing. But when you get into this deep and think what it means, you see all kinds of things in it. All kinds of things. But I said there is a way to be satisfied, and it's not working for 725. That's okay to start out, but you use that income stream to to buy your piece of property that you're going to farm or you're going to put a a, 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 a a piece of rental property on or build a house, do something. But you're working real hard. You're tilling your land, if you will. And when you do that and the profits come, when the harvest comes because you're the owner, now you get the profit. And you're satisfied because you're getting the profit. You're not getting 725. The workers are getting, the people who work for you get the 725. Are you understanding? Now, I did a shallow analysis of that verse, but I tell you, that that was the verse that began to break it open for me. And I began to see, oh, my goodness, I didn't do this thing God's way all my life. People that told me, go to, go to school and get a good job. And they meant well because that's all they knew. And so I did that. I went to school and I got a good job, okay, and I had a good job. And uh, it was good. The job was nice. It was very nice, okay, Um but when you leave the job, you're not satisfied because you're not getting the pay that you was getting when you was on that job. What happened? Why aren't you now satisfied? Because it wasn't your land. I'm putting that in quotes. I'm, I'm, I'm making symbolism. It wasn't your land. It was their land, and you was working for them, okay? But they get satisfied because the people that I, the corporation I work for, they were making $14 billion a year. So they were satisfied with their products, I mean with their profit. Now, they paid us well, and I'm not complaining about the pay, but it's the difference between getting paid and getting having profits of $14 billion. Why were they getting the $14 billion, and why were they satisfied just like God's word said? Because they had their, they had their land, and they were working it, and they had employees to work for them, to, to, to bring in the harvest, if you will, in quotes, sim, the symbolism of it, and make that money, okay? And they were sad. They were more than satisfied with the kind of money they were making, amen? And so I realized all my life I had done it wrong. 
I had I was told to work for somebody, work hard for somebody. I wasn't told be the owner and let it be your bakery, your car lot, your whatever it is, dry cleaning business. I don't care. It says he that tilleth his land, whatever your land is. Like I say, you have to meditate this deep, brothers and sisters. This is I know you think when you read it, oh, I see what that says. No, 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 no. You you meditate this deep. You'll get pages and pages, pages of revelation. And that's when I started. And then I thought about, I said, oh, my goodness, I was poo-pooing what people was calling prosperity preachers and laughing at them. But I said, I, I, the reason why I hadn't achieved financial freedom, and I, and I have financial freedom now because I started doing it God's way. Amen. I realized then that I wasn't doing it God's way. And so I had to redo my whole budget. I had to reorder my priorities and turn stuff around. And it took the ship a long time to turn around. If you've been living 30 or 40 years the wrong way, and you're trying to turn your budget, your finances, your expenditures, everything around, it's going to take time to get it to get things in right order again, right priority. Tithing was first. After that came savings. After that came savings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then an amount for investing, et cetera, et cetera, emergency fund, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then I bumped into Dave Ramsey's book, uh, Total Money Makeover. And he had a comprehensive plan in there. And I said, here's the plan. Amen. This is the real secret to have a plan. So I started working Dave's plan. Amen. And I can tell you that between the Bible, now I only gave you one scripture tonight. As I'm looking down, I'm out of time. But as I'm looking down, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I got nine scriptures. We only, we only touched on one in passing. But after re- meditating on the nine scriptures, I discovered I wasn't living. We're talking finances, just finances. I wasn't living right financially. And when I started doing it God's way, my, my financial ship slowly but surely began to turn. And I started to achieve financial freedom. Amen. When you get into the word of God, if you borrow money, you're doing it the wrong way. And people tell you, well, there's good debt. There's good debt. You buy assets. You have positive cash flow. Listen to the Bible. Listen to the Bible. Don't, don't listen to Gentiles. Listen to the Bible. If you do it God's way, you'll be satisfied. If you do it the Gentile way, you'll become a slave to money lenders. I'm out of time. Bible has the answers. I love you. See you next week. I know the Bible is right. It's The Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up 
at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.